I remember we were at Michael's parents' house. Um, I don't remember what we were there for, but it was like we stayed up all night playing games with them, like card games and stuff. Yeah. And it was like 2 a.m. And I just happened to check my phone, my email before bed. And it was like, congratulations, you're invited. And I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited because it's always been a dream of mine to have the little check mark. Like, yeah, it's I think it's a really big deal. It so. is. It's not an easy thing to get. Welcome to Tardux, a podcast for content creators to come share their experiences, stories, and advice. And today I am so happy to have Ames. Welcome. Hi. So first, let me say congratulations on the engagement. That is pretty excitement. Exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's been a little overdue, but I hopefully it doesn't listen to that part. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just giving him shit. So did you know it was coming? Did you have any inclination? No idea. Oh, wow. No idea. Yeah, we've been we've been together since we were in high school, uh, like nine years. And yeah. um, I kind of assumed something was coming along, especially since in the nine years of dating him, this man, anytime I've ever reached for his phone, has never pulled it away from me. Oh, okay. And we were in the truck one day, and I went to, I think, like, went to go map something or respond to his mom. I don't even know. But I, like, his phone went off, and I picked it up, and he snatched it out of my hand. And I was like, <laughs> he's either cheating or he has a ring, and I doubt he's cheating. <laughs> awesome. So, now, how did he do it? Um. Well, we were at his family's ranch, um, mm-hmm. and he he loves it there. It's a place where he feels happy and safe, and his whole family was there. But he didn't really want it to be around anyone. He just always wanted it to be us, and he wanted to be like in the moment. Like he didn't even know when he was going to do it. He just said, yeah. "Is whenever it feels right." And so um, we were fishing out by a little pond, um, and you know the sun <laughs> sounds so cheesy a cliche but like the sun was setting and there's music playing and i was fishing and i was dancing and he um he walked on over and i i had no idea what was going on and then yeah. he did the whole like got down on one knee said my name and i was like oh this is happening <laughs> i got it had no idea it was coming and he yeah. didn't even know he's been holding on to the ring apparently for like six months just waiting for the right moment wow yeah that's fantastic well congratulations Thank you. <laughs> ah, well, actually, we have something in common there. I proposed to my wife when she was living in Texas, too. So, yeah. <gasps> oh many, many years ago. This is going to be our 25th wedding anniversary this year. So it's been a while. 25th? Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. Holy so, cow. It's all good. All right. Wow. So what we what we do here first is we start off with the three uh, three quick questions to get the juices flowing. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Favorite childhood vacation? Oh, um, we, my family and I, uh, my parents and my siblings, we took a cruise to um, 
like the Bahamas and Key West and stuff like that. I had probably that was the best little family vacation I had when I was younger. That's actually the yeah. first time I got drunk <laughs> was in the Bahamas off of Bahama Bahamas. But it was it was a lot of fun. That was that was um, legally in high school. All right. There we go. We'll say legally. Sounds good. All right. So <laughs> you can travel back into history any part for a week. What part of history would you go to and where would you be? You could just be a fly on the wall or, you know, live in that moment. Where would you go? I've always been infatuated with New York and the 20s. Okay. Uh, I loved the style. I loved the whole, like, obviously they didn't love it, but the, like, the prohibition. So you were sneaky yeah. and speakeasies. Like, I think I would like to be dressed in a cute little flapper dress <laughs> in a speakeasy somewhere, just drinking like a martini or something. I don't know. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Last movie you saw. In the theaters? Yeah. Or at home. Doesn't matter. Um, I rewatched uh, my favorite movie the other night by myself. I watched uh, Moulin Rouge. Okay. Yeah. Right. So seen it a million times and could quote it yeah. forward to back. But uh, yeah, yeah. But that's what I watched last. All right. Perfect. All right. So you grew up in Texas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who are you? What? Um, yeah. Tell me about yourself. Um, okay, so my name is Amy. Uh, I grew up in a small town south of San Antonio. Uh, I, I hate and loved where I grew up. I, I have always felt like I was more of a, not a city girl, but like a city girl. Like I, I preferred to be around people and places and going out and stuff like that. Very social there. Um, but I grew up there and then I went to college at Texas State University in San Marcos, Texas. And um, then we moved to Austin for Michael's job, and I started streaming more. I went full time, but, but yeah, yeah, just always been in Texas, never anywhere yeah. else. Now, what did you take in uh, at university? Um, I originally went to be a teacher. Yeah. Um, and to be specifically a dance teacher, like a dance instructor for like a mm -hmm. high school, or you know. Um, so I went for education and dance, and then while I was there, I was like, you know what, I don't. I don't know why I want to be a teacher because like I'm less teachers first off they're amazing mm -hmm. but I hated school growing up yeah. so no I was like why am I going to college oh god yeah to go back to school mm -hmm. and so I was like no I need to switch this up and um I had a love for summer camps so I worked at summer camps every year and I was like I would love to either own my own summer camp mm -hmm. or um or help run one or something like that. So I went for recreational administration. Yeah. Oh, um, cool. Fell in love with that. Fell in love with the teachers and my classes and what I was doing. And which is super funny because that's all outdoorsy and like <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. And now I'm a streamer and I'm inside <laughs> for eight hours a day streaming. So. <laughs> so now speaking of streaming, when did you start gaming? Young. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, my... My mom, when I was like eight or seven, I don't even remember, like we had the Atari and we played all those games and then um, went to the PlayStation 3 and played a lot of RuneScape when I was younger yeah. and in middle school and high school. And then um, started playing in college because Michael was playing a lot of like Overwatch and Destiny, Call yeah. of Duty. So then I finally got my own PlayStation and was playing. And then while I was in college, I just... I fell in love with 
the idea of streaming and what streaming could do is so mm-hmm. I was like I want to do this too as just like a hobby and if it goes yeah. somewhere it goes somewhere if it doesn't it doesn't I have my my job that I'll have with recreational administration ended up going really well and here we are oh wow so now when did you transfer from console to pc um when i started playing tarkov basically i did play a little bit of valorant first yeah but um i think i've only been on mouse and keyboard pc hmm actually i switched to pc gaming probably about two years ago okay but the playing mouse and keyboard for tarkov and valorant probably a little over a year and a half by now all right what's your all-time favorite game um probably call of duty for modern warfare <laughs> yeah no that was a great one absolutely yeah 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 yeah. cool so i love hanging out in your stream your chat is fantastic the banter you have with all the people you play with is funny as hell i it's, it's <laughs> you know you, you sound like you always enjoy what you're doing i am in love with what i do i'm very very thankful to have this j omega little beef but really i really am i i'm happy that i've met such amazing people along the way and my community that i've grown is my heart and soul so i am very happy yes excellent so you started streaming in college Mm -hmm. and what made you want to you know go live i uh, again it was just like one of those things where i was like why not? I, I don't like playing video games alone. I never mm-hmm. have. I always like being with people. And through college, you know, the, the groups that I had made friends with were so like, are they on tonight? Are they not? Am I yeah. going to be alone? And Michael was like, well, why don't you just start streaming? Like, and you'll have people. Michael's my fiance. Um, yeah. You'll have people to uh, talk to all the time and get to know and stuff like that. And of course, like, it doesn't just come that easy. It's not like I'm going to have all these people to talk to right away, but it right. can start somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I also just um, adored watching streamers like mm-hmm. myself. I was obsessed with Twitch. I loved, especially during the Fortnite era, watching um, like Valkyrie and Pokey and Lupo and of course like Ninja and Tim, all of them. And I just like yeah. thought they were so cool. And I, I wanted to be just like them. I was like, I want to do that. I want to have and it wasn't so much like I want to do it because I want this like fame or money. It was like mm-hmm. I want to do it because I want to like like they have this like dope community that like cares about them and they care about their community and they're able like Lupo to raise millions of dollars yeah. for St. Jude and things like that. And I, I always thought that was really cool. So that's cool. Yeah, that's the one thing I really noticed. Everybody who's doing this just speaks how, speaks about how much they love their community. And, you know, you're talking, you know, yes, you probably never meet these a lot of these people in real life, but there's some instances. Like I had Markstrom on and he was talking about how, you know, his first sub was his first mod who ended up being his best man at his wedding years later. And it's just these relationships are it's really cool to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've grown like I made some of my best friends through it. Um, and then on top of that, like my mods, they I adore them. They've done so much for me and. Uh, they've been my friends for a long time. And so like my, my channel wouldn't be what it is without them either. So, yeah. Now, do you yeah. remember your first sub? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was Michael. Aww. It was Michael and my mom, <laughs> actually. My mom has been like a day one. Yeah. And, uh, just some friends growing up, like my brother and his friends and the people I was gaming with at the time. But yeah. Yeah. I see like, seems like your mom is act- or active in your community, which is really cool to see. 
Yeah, because she's always loved video games as well. Like she's yeah. one, like I said, I played with her growing up and she played Call of Duty and, you know, as well. Like yeah. I would sit back and watch her play <laughs> Call of Duty <laughs> um, off the PlayStation in our living room. And so um, I I love that she's in love with video games and she's able to understand kind of why I love them. Mm-hmm. And um, and then she she gets it. She gets the technology. She comes in, she hangs out. And I think she just also really like, I guess, like cares about like that. I love it. Yeah. She's so You're super happy. supportive. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very thankful for that because I've from what I've heard, it makes me sad is like a lot of my streamer friends don't have that mm-hmm. and they don't have that support. And so I'm very, very thankful that I do. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that I've talked to who've come on the podcast, they, you know, they're successful and they, they attribute that to their spouse or, you know, or be having supportive parents too. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a big, big thing to have, you know, backing you up that, you know, that support infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her support and, I definitely would not be where I am without Michael either. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just like, he's just helped me so much with the technology of it all. Yeah. Um, just cause he's always been way better at it than I am. And then on top of that, just emotionally supportive. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. I had Sigma on last week and she echoed the same thing about hotel, her <laughs> husband just like, you know, she's crying, yeah. trying to do stuff and hotels coming in and fixing all the technology and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. So yeah, it's, it's cool. He's great. He's my little PR guy too. Like I'll sit there like about to send a tweet yeah. and I'm like, how does this sound? He's like, mm, maybe not that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. shoot. Now what was your first game you streamed? Fortnite. <laughs> Why'd you laugh? It's not a bad I thing. don't know. It's not a bad, it really isn't anything to be ashamed of, especially since like there's so much success that came from Fortnite and stuff like that. But, yeah. um, yeah, I just, I think I laugh at myself because I was so young, not young, mm-hmm. but young, I guess, like into streaming and a little yeah. bit naive that I thought I could just go live playing Fortnite and it, and I'd blow up, you know, yeah. like, not that it was the intention to grow big from it, but, um, then I realized that it's a very sat, it was a very saturated game, especially at the time. Yeah. And I got to do more than just go live. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's funny how you, you, you chuckle at Fortnite. I had the same thoughts and, and whatnot. And I had a couple of people recently on a pod and who are involved with the Fortnite community and they hooked me up with a, you know, they told me about a streamer to check out. I checked it out and I told my little 12 year old and she says, Dad, do not have any Fortnite streamers on. I will be so embarrassed. All my friends play Fortnite. I like, okay, Olivia. It's just, uh-huh. it's just it's like, all right. <laughs> I, it's just, it's one of those games where it just was so big that yeah. people, you know, they do that thing where it's like, oh it's just so basic it's fortnite it's basic but you know at the time it was it was so much fun and no one can deny that it was the biggest game in the world for Mm -hmm. the longest time and that it did incredible things for so many people oh absolutely it's and you know nothing wrong with playing a game that you have fun with that's you know it doesn't oh it was fun yeah yeah cool so now how long I guess, when did you know you could take this full time or make, you know, start making a career? Did you hit a point where like, or you just jumped in and, you know, just things fell in line? Yeah. So I was, I was working, uh, after school, after college, I graduated and the pandemic hit. So I could not get a job where I wanted to. Luckily I have a family that could take me in and, um, they, I worked for my grandparents' company as like a receptionist and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh while I was doing that of course streaming 
And I told myself that I would not go full time unless I doubled what I was making yeah. at where I was at for at least six months consistently, mm-hmm. which is advice I've heard from so many streamers along the way. Yeah. Um, and so I, 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 um, I started seeing more traction. I started seeing the viewership go up mm-hmm. and, um, and I'm very thankful for him, but I also, you know, met Lupo and that crew yeah. which brought more attention to the channel and more traffic. And so it was, it just started flowing and I could see it and I wanted to go with the snowball effect and kind of take the risk. So I, I did the, I still did the part-time, yeah. but I did start hitting those goals. And so I finally was like, okay, I did it. I think I'm ready. And I, I went from full-time to part-time where I was at. And then it was just to a point where I was like, I, I cannot not go full-time. Right. I need to do this. And, if I'm going to take the leap, it's right now. And I did it and I haven't looked back and we've only kept growing, which yeah. is insane. <laughs> it's, been, well, it's been a lot of fun. That is fantastic. Now, do you want yeah. to give a shout out to any of the mods that you have? Oh, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, well, I have Michael, of course, yes. <laughs> but I have, um, I have my mods that have been there since day one. One of my IRL friends, his name's uh, Dylan. He goes by Ekener in my chat he he's been great he's been super supportive uh i met a lot of friends through valorant that have became my mods and then i have i call him my head mod which i don't think i've ever actually called (laughs) him that to his face but i consider him like my head mod his name's q jam he's kind of like you know how tim the tatman has his whips Mm -hmm. he's like my whips (laughs) like i just (laughs) the banter between him and i is hilarious and i just yell at him and he yells at me and he's a he's a really good friend he's the mod that if I'm having a bad day, I see a little message pop up in Discord, and he's like, "Hey, wait, can I cuss on this?" Podcast? Absolutely, yeah. He's like, "Hey, you're a bad bitch. Like, get it together. Stop, stop fucking throwing a fit." I'm like, "You're right, Q." <laughs> so yeah, he's he's great. But and they've been they were supportive when I went full time, and yeah, and then, you know I've had the mods that throughout time haven't been able to be there all the time because of real life stuff, and yeah, and. I, I tell them all the time, don't feel like you have to be around all the time. Just whenever you can. Yeah. Okay. So. Very cool. Now, when did you hit Twitch? When did you get your partnership? Um, I, you know, I always forget the date. It, <laughs> it's, it's back in February. Uh, I actually just hit the year of partnership, I oh, think, wow. in February this year. Yeah. So last year is when I got it. It's actually this, funny enough, it's actually the same day that Lupo's is when he no. was on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not anymore. I'm sure I yeah. could look it up. Uh, now, how many times did you apply for? Two. Okay. I, I, I believe, I think I did. I, I don't, that, I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure I, yeah. I applied when I was just barely like passing the requirements. Yeah. And then the next time I did it, it was like, okay, if I don't get it, I'm going to be a little upset because I feel like I'm there. But if I don't, it's okay. We keep working. And Mm -hmm. I remember we were at Michael's parents' house. Um, I don't remember what we were there for, but it was like, we stayed up all night playing games with them, like card games and stuff. It was like 2 a.m. And I just happened to check my phone, my email before bed. And it was like, congratulations, you're invited. And I cried. <laughs> I, 
was so excited because it's always been a dream of mine to have the little check mark. Like, yeah, it's. I think it's a really big deal. It so. is. It's not an easy thing to get. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. Now, over the, like you, you've transitioned through a few games. How big of an adjustment is that for your, you know, first your community? Because I've talked to a lot of people, and they talk about like, you know, having that one game keeping my numbers up, and if I switch, I don't want to lose that that community or those people that are to see me play this one game what's that been like for you um actually a big that's currently a big challenge for me right now is finding the variety because variety i think personally and like i've been told is very healthy for your channel yeah. um i i like i said i started with fortnite and i told myself business-wise this is not good if is and not that i needed at the time, again, I was more focused on what I was going to college for. Yeah. But I was like, might as well, if I'm going to be doing this, put some effort and, you know, think about statistics and stuff like that. But um, I, I knew that it was too saturated. Um, and if I wanted to have numbers, it was going to have to be with a different game. Yeah. So then Valorant was out. And I was like, maybe Valorant. Maybe I learned mouse and keyboard. Everyone's saying mouse and keyboard is huge for streaming. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I tried that. Again, still very saturated. Uh, watched a lot of Lupo and Michael was playing himself. He was playing Escape from Tarkov. Yeah. And I kind of went and looked at the category and I was like, okay, so this game isn't super huge, but it's yeah. not a game that people don't know about. Right. And so I was like, and there's not many female creators at the time. Of course, yeah. like there was Sigma and Magpie and yeah. like Bazinga and all that. But, um, I, I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, like, this is probably a good route. And uh, took the leap, started streaming it, met so many amazing, amazing people. I will always, always, always hype up the Escape from Tarkov community. I think they're fantastic about yeah. supporting each other. Mm -hmm. So I try to do the same thing. Um, but I just saw so much support from the women I was playing with and the other yeah. people I was playing with. And numbers were slowly, slowly increasing. Um into where we're at now yeah i have numbers just recently too that i've been seeing that i i've never thought i would see before it actually yeah. makes me really <laughs> emotional looking at my numbers sometimes i just feel like i'm dreaming um i'm very very thankful but i i have people that i look up to and people that i'm currently working with uh i'm part of this program do you know what do you have you heard of loaded GG loaded. Yes, the... I've heard. I did. I've seen a few people that have that tag and whatnot. So is that like a streamer yes. team? No, they're but they are like a, they're a marketing team. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. They they work with influencers and branding yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I can't believe I couldn't think of the word marketing. <laughs> they're amazing. Anyway, I'm doing this program with um them right now, and uh, they give you a bunch of advice and stuff like that. Yeah. And they're like, you need to throw in variety and you need to take that risk. Your numbers are going to be lower. Yeah. But it's healthy for you in the channel. Cause I mean, I doubt it, but like, what if something happens to Tarkov or you, don't know, yeah. you never know? Or I mean, just for even just mental health, like I don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. I adore this game and everything that it's done for me, but you can't. It's hard to play the same game for years, every single day, eight hours a day. Like, you got to switch it up. Absolutely, yeah. And so I've been taking the risk, and numbers are 
lower when I play other games, but and yeah. I take a step back and I'm like, but there's still numbers that I would have dreamed of having two years ago. Yeah. So I'm still well, happy you, with that. You've got your base of your community now who like you, who come to watch you and hear you. So, you know, sometimes it's not about the game you're playing. It's, you know, just coming and hanging out. They've got a, a connection mm -hmm. to you. So wherever you go, it's, you know, you'll probably get a good chunk of those people coming along anyway. So it's, it, and it's good yeah. not to be stuck with the one game. Yeah, so. exactly. Now, you hit a few points that I want to touch on. One was, you know, you you've came from a couple of different games to Tarkov, and you talked about how the female community is really good here. Mm -hmm. You know, coming from other games, did you was it just a little bit not as friendly, or it was just, more, you know, less females playing? Um, that's the thing. I feel like there were so many females in other categories, which is yeah. not a bad thing, because I love seeing women in gaming. This yeah. is not an industry. It's a male dominant industry. So it's amazing to see uh, women streaming no matter what. Uh, but I think that what drew me to Tarkov, too, was that it it's a game that I feel like it's hard to attract women to. Yeah. It's 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 a darker game. It's it's intent. Not that women are, you know, but, you know, it's right. not yeah. it's not the basic games and stuff like that. Right. It's different. And it's a, it's hard to learn for anybody, male or female. And uh, I just noticed going through um, the list of streamers, yeah. the category of Tarkov. I was just like, I don't see many women as much as I do. And valorant and yeah. fortnite and overwatch and rainbow which rainbow too is i think a really good game for for females to get yeah. into but um but yeah so i was just like maybe like it's a risk but it's also like there's not a lot of females so maybe i i could be different yeah and be female in this game but and now and my heart is so full because there's so many female streamers too like it's yeah. grown. The game's grown. The category's grown. And I, I'm i in a Discord, actually, that I got invited to with just a ton of female streamers yeah. in the Tarkov category. Is it the Chatettes or something else? It's, yeah, it's the yes. Chatettes. <laughs> and I'm just like, there's so many women. <laughs> and it's sick because, I don't know, I've always, I have always loved, I love seeing women supporting women. Mm -hmm. and, and this, I, I kind of brought her up earlier, but are both of them up. Miss Magpie and Bazinga, mm -hmm. that yeah. be, and Ammunition. I yeah. would not be where I am in this game or in this category of streaming without those ladies. I yeah. am. I tell them all the time <laughs> how thankful I am that they were so patient with me and teaching me Tarkov because yeah. it was hard. Oh, God, they were yeah. my Sherpas. Yeah. Uh, and then just streaming overall, like asking them questions. They were been doing it longer and magpie has been amazing and supportive and has always been so helpful throughout the whole thing so i i adore them and i want to do that for other people too and i try to and try to support my friends as much as i can excellent yeah it's you know up until a few episodes ago i've you know i've spooky was the first girl on my podcast prior to that mm -hmm. i've had you know a bunch of great guys and we're always talking about how great tarkov is we have so many great kick-ass ladies playing tarkov but to finally mm -hmm. have a couple of girls on like spooky nixia and sigma and they're all talking about how great the community is for them it's it's like family and nixia was told me about the chatettes how that's that seems such a cool thing you guys are all looking out for each other and just you know passing the information around it's, it's really cool to see 
Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's it's very important to have that support um, in this industry. And, uh, and we even have, you know, parts of this discord where we if somebody makes us uncomfortable, like, yeah. or we get these hateful messages and, and stuff like that, um, like we can share those experiences with one another to yeah. protect each other from it happening to us. And I think that is amazing. And um, it makes me feel safe. I've always yeah. felt safe in the escape from Tarkov category. I've, That's good. I, I hope that I can speak for a ton of people and if i can't i'm sorry but um i again it just doesn't feel like any other category i've ever streamed in it feels yeah. like a family it yeah. really does i i feel everyone knows everybody in some sort of way um and i know that i could go sit in anybody's channel that i know and feel comfortable yeah that's great and yeah. you know another thing, you know, the chat ass is almost like you know I had Deadly on uh, last year, and he was telling me about the, the you know their streamer team that, you know, they can bounce ideas off of also just you know vent to other people who know the frustrations that they come across because you know some of your friends in in real life they don't know some of the struggles you know some of the pain points you have as being a full time streamer so now with the chatettes you got a, a place to go to and just you know, sort of vent and just like, you know, blow off steam yeah. with people who can relate to what you're doing. Oh, it's amazing. It's it, having streamer, vent, streamer friends versus IRL friends. It's a totally different world. And I think it's so fun to like when they collide, which doesn't happen <laughs> often, but when it does, it's funny to me. Uh, but yeah, I have my friends that they get it. And if yeah. I have questions or I want to vent, they understand and they know what I'm going through and we just like help each other out. Yeah. 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 So now, in your opinion, what has been some of the toughest things about being a content creator? Um, oh, gosh, I feel like there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's always, I always find it hard to, like, uh, vent about the bad things that come with it because it is yeah. such a great job to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, there are downsides. Um, there is feeling like i don't know just basically like you feel like you're not good enough for what you're doing the imposter syndrome that comes with it the growth you constantly worried about like what other people are thinking about you and you don't want to step on other content creators toes and you Mm want to you want to venture out and you want to meet new people but you don't feel like i don't want to seem like i'm clout chasing but then i don't know there's there's a ton that come with it um i think Recently, a main challenge for me is uh, with growth is dealing with the creepers. Yeah, I've had that recently. Little 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 scares here and there. Yeah, we got our first um, got our first little SWAT. You know, swatting. We got we didn't didn't happen to us. Well, it didn't happen, but we got our first little. Oh my god. Uh, what is it called? Threat. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. And Michael was like, well you're growing yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah so oh, there's stuff like that it's just dealing with weird people on the internet that make yeah. you feel uncomfortable and unsafe uh i feel like it's the biggest challenge for me recently yeah um but i kind of knew that if i were to grow that that was going to happen so i've kind of already mentally prepared for it yeah that's good uh, wow that's yeah. yeah there's shitty people out there but yeah they're uh, just you know they have their own lives and whatever mm-hmm. going on in their lives that make them sad and hateful and i just hope the best for them 
that's yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing I hear too is is pe- the numbers game. People feeling I got to be at my computer and streaming, or my numbers are going to drop. And the mental the mental aspect of it, the mental health aspect of it. I think that is a big oh, a- big thing. Don't give me. St- <laughs> Well, actually, I had a, a you know, I, I had an hour conversation with Veritas talking about this, that at some point, where does, you know, whether it's, you know, your sponsors or Twitch or YouTube step to the plate and have something in place for people who are making this a full time career like yourselves, that maybe you pay into something to have the ability to do some sick days or, you know, you, you need something. Something. It, it definitely is mentally taxing, like to take a break. I know people are like, it's your own schedule. I don't understand. Like you're free. It's, but every moment that I'm not streaming, I have this weird pit in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Like I could be streaming. I could be making content, which is like, it's so unhealthy. Yeah. Like I need to, like, I look at my numbers and there's times where I'm streaming 50, you know, 50 hours, 45 hours a yeah. week. And I'm like, this is not good. No. And, um, it's unhealthy to stream that much, but it is that when you look at numbers it, both ways, it's kind of unhealthy to look at your growing numbers and be like, okay, I want to continue and keep streaming yeah. more and doing more, which is taxing. But then if you look at your numbers and they're lower than normal, then mm-hmm. you're like, okay, again, I need to be doing more. What am I doing wrong? And then it's like a whole mental game when in reality, it's just, it was a bad week or something happened. Right. There's a reason that the numbers are low and, and, you just got to tell your you got to remind yourself to not be hard on yourself which is easier said than done um but i've always been big on not really looking at numbers yeah. uh turning the viewer count off has helped me since i did it over a year and a half ago i i keep it off i recently keep my subscriber count off i very very you know of course i have to look at it because in yeah. the end it's my income and i need mm-hmm. to it's important to me but I, I keep all the big numbers off the screen while yeah. I'm streaming. And I try to just focus on why I'm doing it, my community, uh, enjoying the time that I have with the people that I'm playing with. Um, yeah, I do need to be better at posting content on other platforms. <laughs> I kind of slowed down there, but yeah. that's just a whole other. That's I gotta do that. <laughs> now, do you do that yourself or do you work with an editor or, or a couple of people to do that? Um, I used to do it myself. Um, now I do have a team that helps yeah. me. Um, they do my YouTube videos and yeah. uh, which I has slowed down, but not on them at all. Mm-hmm. One hundred million percent on me, just not giving them the content to edit. <laughs> <laughs> so they're probably like, "Oh my God, Amy, please!" But they they have been great. Yeah, they have been great um, with helping with content. So now on days that you're streaming, like in the morning and then in the evening, do you notice a difference in your chat? Like, you know, chat's wild in the evening or it's, you know, pretty consistent. Uh, <laughs> the morning chat. Yeah, there's a difference there. I feel like day chat's pretty chill and stuff like that. And then like night chat is like horny. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets a couple of drinks joke. in them and the other way. Yeah. <laughs> My chat's pretty crazy. Uh, I think, but I think that, you know, my chat's pretty consistent with, uh, they know I'm crazy. Yeah. And they know I say dumb things. And so they kind of reflect me sometimes and they say crazy and dumb things, but yeah. I love them and it's a good time. <laughs> Excellent. So do you remember your first time you got rated or when the, you know, your normal streaming numbers was X and then all of a sudden it skyrocketed and it's like, holy crap, 
You know, what do I do? Were you ready for that? Oh, man. Um, I, I'm trying to think one of the bigger raids that I had. My, I think the bigger raids that I had were with Miss Magpie because she was partnered way before. Yeah. Uh, so she would send over, you know, 200, 300 people. And I was like, yeah. holy crap. Like, this, this is way more than I've ever seen. And my biggest raid was the first time um, Ben, Dr. Lupo, ever raided me. And I was, I, and my community knows this and his community knows this. I was a big Lupo fan. I still am. That sounds bad. <laughs> that sounds bad. Obviously, I, I'm a big fan of my friend. But um, I, like, I looked up to him. I look up to him and I always have. And I was just like, uh, blown away when he hosted me. It was like a dream come true. I was an emotional. I don't think I slept (laughs) for the next few days, but that was the biggest time I was like, holy numbers. And then it's this pressure when you get raided. And I'm sure other people have felt this too, to make it an impression to keep those people to take, you want to grab that opportunity yeah. by the reins because when is it going to happen again you don't know you don't right. know when you're going to have that many people in there and you have to make this lasting impression for them to click that follow button and want to come back right and so um as a content creator you do what you can and you post stuff about it later and stuff like that but i i am forever i'll say it over and over i'm forever grateful for the lupos and everything that they have done for me and as well as my other friends like Identicals and Miss Magpie again, and all of them that have been super supportive. Um, but yeah, that was the biggest one. I got raided by Landmark one time too, yeah. which was pretty crazy. <laughs> that was really dope of Tony. Um, and so yeah, that's what and and started snowballing from there. I had like the numbers were gradually going up, yeah. and then I think when I really, really started seeing the numbers uh, was after I started playing with Lupo. Yeah. Um, and so after that, it's just gone up and up and up. Excellent. And then I think that opened up for people to find me and discover me and like me for me. And Excellent. Here we are. Yeah. Awesome. Now, what advice would you give to somebody who's, you know, going live for the first time or thinking about it? Um, I know it's so cliche, but really be yourself. Because if this is something you really want to do, you don't unless you're like like doctor disrespect where it's like a character you're putting <laughs> right. on you know you want to be yourself because you're going to be doing it so much there you sh- that's what you should do just and keep the numbers off don't focus on the numbers focus on you focus on the people that are in your chat um and if if you're if you know no one's in there no one's talking just keep talking talk to yourself because if someone does show up then they hear you talking and they want to listen to you. Um, get out there, post things on social media. Nobody really just grows from just hitting the go live button. It's all about posting on other platforms and networking. Networking is huge. I know there's sometimes there's this bad impression about networking, but really though, if this is like a job, it's a job, it's yeah. a career, and it's good to do it. And then what's great about this, uh, what's great about this industry is most of the networking actually leads to genuine friendships and, and then you have lifelong friends from it. Excellent. Well, that is awesome advice. So now do you remember your first sponsor? <laughs> yeah, I'm still sponsored with, I'm sorry. I get so excited because it was a dream come <laughs> true. I was just, I could not believe I got an email from them. A HyperX. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. HyperX. 
found fell in love with my TikToks a while back, which are what that's another thing that is what really took off my my stream was my TikToks. It was when yeah. TikTok came out, I was posting constantly doing these impressions of like bigger streamers and you know stuff like that. Or TikToks that correlated with gaming. Um, but HyperX found those and they reached out to me and they wanted to work with me and they're still continue to want to work with me, which is super sick. And I'm obsessed with them and I love them. So <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Now who else are you, who else are you sponsored by or you have sponsorships with? Yeah, I have respawn, the chair, mm -hmm. uh, respawn HyperX. I work with alongside empire jerky. Um, and recently I'm an affiliate with, um, Kings coast coffee. I need to get with them though, because I don't really know what I'm supposed to do yet. We haven't actually communicated yet, but I was really excited to get that email as well, because I've always wanted to be sponsored by it. It's not a sponsorship. Yeah. It's just an affiliation affiliation. Um, but dream is to be sponsored by preferably Kings coast, but mm -hmm. in general, just a coffee company. I love yeah. coffee. So. <laughs> Excellent. yeah those are those are the companies i work right. with i'm very happy with them <laughs> cool all right so let's talk talk tarkov so you found the game through michael he's the one that you know showed it to you for to the first time and mm -hmm. we all know it's a steep le learning curve what was that first time you fired up you're like what the fuck am i doing with this game? <laughs> yeah it was i watched a lot of it through him yeah and through um he watched uh pestily and he watched um oh, who else was it he watched summit and he watched lupo and uh so i watched a lot of it then so i kind of knew it was this was super hyper real supposed to be hyper realistic yeah. uh challenging game so uh the first time i did it i i was so overwhelmed i think i was mostly overwhelmed with the like just the lack of knowledge of gun building. Yeah. I didn't know how to do any of that. I didn't. There's so many different ammo types mm -hmm. and armor and, uh, you know, all the things. And then you get thrown into a raid and you're like, I don't know where I'm at. And yeah. there's no mini map in the top <laughs> corner like every other game. Right. So you have to pull up a map on the other monitor. And I think I was just overall incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. Um, which initially I was like, I remember it being like, there's no shot. I stick to this. There's no <laughs> yeah. shot. I stick to this. And it, to be completely honest, I didn't fall in love with Tarkov right away. I actually forced myself to play it because again, it was helping with numbers because right. it wasn't overly saturated, but it wasn't a, a you know, a game that wasn't known. Yeah. Um, so I, forced myself to play it because I could see growth coming from it. And then because I forced myself to play it and I started learning it and getting better at it, that's mm -hmm. when I fell in love with okay. it. Okay, good. Uh, but yeah, I think it, I, I am very thankful again for the Sherpas that I've had along the way, because yeah. if it wasn't for them, I would probably not be playing this game. No, the same with anybody. Yeah. Nobody just jumps into this game without somebody helping them because it's, right. it's hard as hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they just keep making it harder, <laughs> yeah. which I love. I love, but it, it's, yeah, this yep. game is definitely one of those games that I will have a special place in my heart forever. And as much shit as I talk about it, I, I always compare it to family, like how mm -hmm. like you could talk shit about your own family, but the second other people do, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You know, Don't it's like there. that. Like, I, I feel like the Tarkov community, we talk shit about the game because we love it and we care about it. 
and we only yeah. want what's best for it in the community. But the second someone from the outside is like talking shit, we're like, whoa, you, you don't no get idea. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, there's I've you know, this game, like you said, we all of us in the community who play this game just love it. It's there's nothing else like it. You know, for me, there's that pucker factor. It's like no game just like, you know, puts you on edge, you know, and there's so many different scenarios you jump into. You get yourself in and it's like once you get out of a raid, it's like, huh, it's just like, all right, I'm done. I, I need to take yeah. a break here. Yeah, it's crazy. It gives you it's it. I, I it has ruined and I'm sure you've heard this from other people it has ruined every other game I have ever played every mm -hmm. other FPS game nothing it doesn't give you that same <laughs> it's gonna sound really bad but it's like compared to like a drug yeah, <laughs> like it no. doesn't give you it's that, crack. that it's rusher. like crack yeah yeah it doesn't give you that adrenaline rush like other uh, like other games don't give you that adrenaline rush that Tarkov gives you that super high feeling of popping off and killing a bunch of chads and yeah. getting all this loot and finding an item that and you know you're trying to make it to extract without dying and you run mm -hmm. into a player scab and you're in the fight you know like it's just and then you get out and it's that like high of your life and i know me i've had moments after raids or after fights where i'm shaking oh, yeah. and yeah and i'm like that was insane and i'm so hype and then and then I, you keep playing because you want to feel it again right. you want to yeah. feel that same thing and yeah. And yeah, then you, go you go into a, you go into a raid and your you know your teammate kills you. It's like oh, now you're yeah you, know, you just got you know <laughs> stones you know. It's just like god damn the save. Yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy to get TK'd by your own teammates all the time, right? Kidding. <laughs> 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 oh. So now, mm. so you've been through a couple of wipes, or is this your, this yeah. is your first wipe? Okay. No, not my first wipe. Um, I think it's my. I've lost track. Third or fourth? Yeah. I think it's my third. Um, I started playing halfway through a wipe a couple a couple wipes ago. And then I had my yeah, I'm pretty sure this is my sec third third wipe. But my this is the first time I did a 24 hour for the wipe. Like I felt oh, really wow. dedicated. Yeah, because I kind of always felt like, oh, I'm I'm amethyst and I kind of play Tarkov. Like I'm not really that good at it. Like I just play it. And now I definitely am I feel like to a point where I've established myself enough in the community to be like, yeah. I'm a Targraph streamer. And so I was excited for this wipe uh, because I, you know, I did the 24 hours. Yeah. I had the drops for the first time. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was so excited. I did two 24 hours. I did it the oh first God. day and then I did it on my drops day, which is crazy because that was the first time I've ever done 24 hours and I did them like two like within like the same month or something. Were you exhausted after that was done? Yes. And I don't ever recommend doing 24 hours. They're so <laughs> unhealthy. But, you know, sometimes there's those things in in whatever you're doing that you just want. You want to have your first for you want to yeah. just kind of like that little milestone. And I've always wanted to do a 24 hour. So I and then I did two. And uh, <laughs> that's it. I don't know. I don't, we'll see if I ever I'll probably do one again, I'm sure. But uh, so now what, is, what was what's your favorite quest to do or do you have a favorite quest i so i hate tasking my community <laughs> okay. knows this i loathe it i just i don't i like i love that other people have this like when it comes to video games they are they like that they have task and they like to check them off and yeah. do them and complete them and that it's very fulfilling and don't get me wrong i get that too because i in the beginning of the wipe i'm tasking like crazy and it feels nice to turn task in but i it 
I get bored really easily and I yeah. just don't ta- I just don't test because I personally my high for the game comes from the PvP. Yeah. I'm one of those annoying Tarkov. I know a lot of Tarkov <laughs> people are like they don't like the, you know, the chads that run around and PvP and do all the stuff and uh but I love that uh but if i had to choose i find shooter borns yeah. really uh, really rewarding yeah. um it's nice hitting that 100 meter headshot on somebody it's 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 dope yeah and it makes you feel good about yourself so whenever i finish that for the first this is the first wipe i've i think i've ever finished shooter born yeah and i it's was like oh, i was on top of the world but yeah it's a good quest it's a tough one and when yeah. you get it you're like yeah i feel like i accomplished something and yeah no absolutely mm-hmm. um so now you so you prefer to run with teams versus solo yeah it's more fun but like you know you said you know being a chad that's an i you know i people you know give flack to chads i i personally think the nice thing about tarkov is there's so many different ways to play this game and you know there's no there's no rules you have to be a rat or chad or it's however you want to play as long as you're having fun that's it mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. matters i agree i feel like i used to I used to kind of talk shit. I'd be like, oh, rats in the bushes and extract <laughs> campers are annoying. And why would you ever want to play like that? La, la, la. And then now that I've been in it for so long, I'm just like, who cares? Like, as long as whoever's playing is having fun. Like, of course, I don't love extract campers, right. but I'm going to admit it right now. Lupo and I have extract campers <laughs> before. So it's so it would be super wrong of me to talk shit about it now. I mean, it's not like we do it all the time. It's just for fun right. every once in a while. But like, you know, so I'm just, I feel like I've kind of played a little bit of everybody's play style. I've played the rat. I've played the chat. I've played the camper, you know? So I'm just yeah. kind of like, who cares in the end? I try not to take it so seriously anymore. I mean, sometimes I'm still very hard on myself, but yeah. Yeah. So now who do you uh, roll with mainly? Who's your main, main squad you roll? Uh, Honestly, it, it changes all the time. I try to... I try to play with everybody I can. Yeah. I really do. Um, I I have so many people that I care about in this community that I love, adore playing with. Uh, I would say mostly it was um, Miss Magpie, Bazinga That Be, Rock Mom, Amazon, and Anne in like the beginning. It still yeah. was like Anne, Baz, and Mags for the longest time. Where like it was like us. Yeah. Um, and then. I started playing more with like Jay Bay Bay and Von Helsing. And then of course I met Lupo and then I started playing with that crew more. And now yeah. I find myself mostly running with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I just try again to play with everybody that I can. Cool. Yeah. So now you get to pick the ultimate squad that you get to roll with. OG Tarkov players, you pick. Who would you like to say? And you know they have to say yes. You can pick like Doctor Disrespect, whoever. Who's who's your three oh. or four other people? You're you're going to say this is my All Star squad. I want to roll one raid with at least. If I had to pick a five man, yeah. Even with people like, and this is no offense, right? To like people that I am friends no, with. No, this, this is you. Like, got, you could pick a dream anybody. team. Exactly. A dream team. Okay. Dr. Lupo, Miss Magpie, uh, probably Landmark. <laughs> I think it'd be so cool to play with uh, Tony. Um, Pestley, 
And that's it, right? Because then it'd yeah. be me, and that's five. Yeah, that's yeah. five. There we go. So there we go. You know, when this pod drops, we're going to put it out there and we'll, oh, you know. Oh, God. There we go. <laughs> Imagine that. Even that'd be something. <laughs> that would be great oh. content right there. Just to hear yeah. all those familiar voices and, it, you know, with comms and everything like that. that yeah. The, I wish Tony, I wish Landmark, Landmark's interesting. He's so, I've always looked up to him and the, like I, I, Mike, that's Michael and I's go-to channel yeah. whenever we're chilling in the living room as we put Landmark on and we eat dinner and we watch and I like learning from his play style. He's more of a solo player. And yes. then, of course, Papa Pest is in mm -hmm. Australia, which makes it hard. Yeah. But... Yeah. yeah, he's a papa now. Can you believe that? I know. Did anybody? Did Nobody anybody knew. know? Nobody knew, right? Okay, I was like, "Am I crazy?" Like, yeah. Okay, I was reading the comments, and I was like, yeah. "Am I the only one that didn't know?" And then I looked, and I was like, "No, nobody knew." Okay, yeah. Yeah. It just came, came about. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, it was yeah. wild. So now, speaking of Lupo, how did where did that connection come from? How did you and Lupo end up meeting, or, or you know, just start playing together? Um. So I was. He was one of the first people I ever followed on Twitch. Uh, I was a big fan of. Got to meet him and Sam at TwitchCon in 2019 during the Fortnite era. Um, kind of hit it off meeting them. Yeah. Just was good vibes all around. They remembered Michael and I. And then I started making those TikToks about, you know, about them all playing, like his yeah. crew, you know, like Ninja and all Tim the Tap Man. And those guys fell in love with like my content and they would retweet me and like me all the time, which was super, super sick. And I was just oh, yeah. remember being on top of the world. Like I, I was like, this is so cool. And then um, I got into Tarkov. So he recognized me through the TikToks and then he started seeing me more in Tarkov. And then I was mm -hmm. just in his community. Like I was a regular, I was in pretty frequently um, and made some friends through, made some of my really good friends through his community. Yeah. And um and then I posted, I don't even remember what I posted, but I posted something one time and then he was like, let's play Tarkov. And I was like, I remember being like, I read it at like a dinner at my best friend's house. <laughs> we were all sitting around drinking and I got like the notification on Twitter yeah. and I was, I remember being like, oh my God, <laughs> like this is so crazy. Like, uh, and nobody like, around you had any idea of like, no. Yeah. <laughs> my best friend was like, oh, cool. <laughs> she she kind of no, gets it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then Michael was really excited for me, so we ended up playing. And then ever since then, like we it just like worked. I fit in well with like his group of friends, and then yeah. we all became friends. And and now it's kind of silly, and I joke about it with him all the time. Like it's it's crazy. Like looking back and being like, oh my gosh, the how like embarrassing. Like I was so like <laughs> freaking out about you. And he's like, no, it's super sweet. Like, you know, don't think too much into it. But now that we're friends, I'm just like, oh, it's weird that I was like a fangirl. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. It's a good They're friendship great. now. It's turned into a good friendship. Oh, very much so. I'd consider them some of my really good friends. I care a lot so. about them. They've done a lot for me. Yeah. So now when it comes to other content creators, you know, do you watch, uh, you know, who do you, who else do you watch? Is there anybody under the radar that you think, you know, people should go check out? Oh, I have a list. I could all not right. even list them all. If I wanted to, I'll try. Uh, I will, if I, if I'm watching Twitch, which I have a hard time finding time now, mm -hmm. but if I am or YouTube, I'm watching like Landmark or Valkyrie, right? But if people know about them, but if I had to, you know, people that you should definitely go look at. Um, I, I have a gr great friend. His name is Von Helsing. 
Oh yeah. I, you know what? He's he, coming on. He is. Yeah. Well, oh. see, I had I had um, Ash, then I had <gasps> uh, Will Des, and yeah. Will Des said you got to finish with a trifecta. You need to have Vaughn on. So Vaughn's, you know, Vaughn's lined up. Vaughn is fantastic. He's just one of those people that you, when you watch, you just know he cares so much about what he's doing, his community. He cares about other people and his friends. And he is just, he is constantly thinking of new ideas to make Tarkov fun and refreshing and entertaining. Yeah. He's one of those people that when you watch, you're like, how does this person not have thousands of people watching him? Yeah. Right. He's great. Um, him and JV Bay, of course, like I said, the ladies, Baz, Mags, Rock Mom, like I could just, I could just go on listing uh, people, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So when you you know sign off from from uh, from Twitch, what are you doing? What are you and Michael doing? Like, did you guys like watch TV besides YouTube and Twitch? Get outside. What's what's your go to thing? Mm-hmm. In this in the winter, because I don't like the cold. Being from Texas, <laughs> I'm pretty much a homebody. But now that the sun is out, uh, we we try to fit time between when. He, I do because I do the split schedule. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So I do the morning, afternoon stream, take like a three, four hour break, and then come yeah. back on around eight thirty central. In between, then we try to fit uh, dinner, whether it's making something at home, him picking yeah. something up on the way home from work, or we have like this fun little bar that we go chill at, and there's like trucks, like food trucks and stuff. Get drinks and food. Um, we'll watch. Our shows, we've been trying to watch more like of the Marvel shows, like we just yeah. finished WandaVision, stuff like that. Um, and just like hanging out, just being with each other because we only have that little window before he's going to bed so he can get up yeah. for work and um, and then streaming. But yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, you know what? You survived it. You got through a podcast. <gasps> I did it. You did it. But there's one more thing. Oh, okay. At the end of every podcast, I ask the guests to nominate somebody who should come on the podcast who are you shouting out who are you throwing under the bus um oh there's so many people oh my goodness uh miss magpie all right she's been called out that's it good 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 yeah max get on here she's great she's good people she She might be a little busy because i think she's moving and stuff she She just got got a house. house yes exciting That's awesome yes finally her and suka but yeah she's good people Should have her. all right yeah. we'll get her on all Yay. right well ames thank you so much i really appreciate the time it's been of wonderful course. meeting you you too thank you so much for inviting me i know it took some time to finally get it all <laughs> set up and done but i that's just me being bad at checking my messages so. <laughs> not a problem i truly appreciate it thank you thank you thank you so much